Welcome to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. In this episode, I welcome an old friend, Shabir Akil Danish, co-founder and CFO of Exist. He will share his insights on transformational leadership, design thinking, and how tech leaders can lead an entire organization across change. Hello, Shabir. Welcome to Tech Driven Business. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you on our show. Um, so let me start with this. You know, your career has spanned a variety of roles, you know, but one thing has been really consistent and constant with you is your ability to lead teams. So today I really want to talk about what it takes to lead teams, especially as it applies to technology leaders. How does that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So let me start with this, you know, um, let me start with design thinking. It is one of the buzzwords that has been floating around. Can you share your thoughts on design thinking? Absolutely. You know, look, design thinking has actually been around for a very long time. You know, when we talk about uh, the industrial era, moving into a digital era, I like to think about design thinking as, uh, in a lot of ways, the new Six Sigma, right? And it's what it is uh, at its foundation is it's the ability to solve problems uh, in an agile way. Right? And we talk a lot about agility in technology and agile development. And, and so, but design thinking actually, and I'll talk about a couple of different steps involved and how it applies, but design thinking actually is about more than just how we design products. It's actually a way of life for technology leaders. And so what I mean by that is the entire basis, fundamentals of design thinking starts with a stage called empathize. And what empathy is, you know, for what, for what it sounds like, is this ability to understand people. And believe it or not, 80% of your time in design thinking is spent in this one phase, understanding user stories. And how many times as a technology leader or a developer has somebody designed a piece of technology based on a user story just to find out that when they went to apply it at an industrial level or a corporate level, Solution doesn't work. Why? Why does that happen? Because we haven't spent enough time understanding at a very detailed level uh, what the problem is. What is the problem we are trying to solve for? Right. Um, and so as we define, as we empathize, uh, we then move into defining that problem statement from the perspective of the people for whom we're trying to solve that problem for. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then that moves us into then it's like after you've empathized and after you've defined the problem statement, then you are ideating. And so many times, how many times are we like we listen to a problem like, oh, I know exactly how to solve that problem. And we do it based on our own biases. And in a leadership context, all these things happen too. Is like we, we want to take these, a lot of times we take these leadership courses and we, uh, we, we go to seminars and our companies run these things, but if we walk out of any of those and say, I now have the, ma- I have the magic equation for how to be a leader, we're missing the point. In a digital era, in our era, the best leaders have to first empathize, understand their employee base, understand the problems they're trying to solve, define purpose, ideate, 
and do it in a collaborative way and then build prototypes and then test and then do that whole process all over again. And that's what design thinking is and that's how it can apply. And I'd love to talk more about, you know, how it applies in leadership. But um, to answer your question very simply, uh, design thinking is a way for us to embrace agility uh, in a way for us to drive real value added changes. That is very interesting. You know, being in this um, technology industry myself and working with different customers and, and, and implementations, I often see this thing where the design thinking is either not implemented or it's there, but it's not followed through and it becomes uh, a very challenging task, especially when it comes to giving the final product to the customers, right? And, and, and as a user, you're expecting X and you're receiving Y. And, and, and most of the time, the gap is if you're gone through this process that you just explained, you know, it could make things so much easier. Absolutely. So thank you. That was definitely a, a, a great way or insights into that process. So let me build on that. You know, so what does design thinking have to do with transformation leadership? Can you expand on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a great question. You know, we think about leadership, we think about principles of leadership, uh, which apply, um, you know, in a, in a lot of different ways, right? Is we, we can be process leaders, we can be technology leaders, we can be people leaders. Um, transformational leadership takes, uh, and I think in, a, in the technology era that we're in, there has never been a time where technology didn't need transformational leadership more than ever, okay? And transformational leadership is this idea that technology leaders can lead not just other technology people, but actually entire organizations through massive amounts of change. You know, so let me give a quick example. Um, I'll start, a, you know, I used to have a, a, a person I used to work for. He was the, he was the deputy controller at, at NBC University. And uh, I would walk in and he would talk about baseball. You know, at the time I was a, I was a, I was a big Yankees fan and we, we talk, we talk about, you know, the game last night and, you know, and I would walk, you know, we would talk about the assignments and we look out and, you know, I'd walk out the door. Um, my uh, counterpart uh, on the project would walk in for a separate meeting and he would talk about um, cricket. And you talk all about cricket. And, and so there's something to be learned from, you know, and then the next person walked in, he talked about football. The next person walked in, he talked about building construction in Manhattan. And then we go along this. And what I learned from him is that when you are, uh, when your mission is to be a transformation leader, uh, we can't think that our way is, is the best way is that everybody else around us, because I'm the leader, because I'm the one leading the group, everybody must conform to me, right? Because that's what that leader could do. He could just, maybe he didn't love any of those things. Maybe he loved basketball. But what he did is he conditioned his work style around each of the major players in his organization and anybody who he talked to. And he developed relationships on their terms. And so, when we think about transformation, transformational leadership, a lot of the same principles we apply to transformational technology apply. Uh, another quick example. When you turn on Netflix, 
you see, uh, you might see a completely different set of, of shows and movies than I would. Because Netflix is learning uh, your behavior and your preferences different than mine. And what it's doing, in, in a way, is it's getting the best out of me. And for Netflix, that means me staying on Netflix. Right? In the context of leadership, our jobs as transformational leaders is to, is to get the best that everybody has to offer. And we can't do that without, here it comes, empathizing, understanding where people are coming from, defining the problem for everybody so that we're all on the same page and working towards a, a, you know, a singular problem statement with a solution, making people part of that solution, that ideate phase. You know, a lot of times as technology leaders, we just, we want to rush to our counterparts. You know, it could be the CEO of the business or somebody else or maybe uh, and say, I have the solution. I have the solution. But studies will show that the best way to, to, to create the best solutions is to do that together. And to do that in a way that uh, people are not just about telling you what the problem is, but about helping you design that solution. And when people are part of the solution making, just like, you know, good parenting in a lot of ways, I know, you know, you, you and I have both, both have uh, kids in various phases of life, right? Uh, when people are allowed to be part of that solution, uh, that solution is going to be a lot more powerful. And this is, these are the principles uh, that help govern and guide real transformational leadership. And it all comes back to what we just talked about in, in design thinking and those principles. Absolutely. And I love the way you kind of bridge the gap between design thinking and transformational leadership. I mean, it's, it seems two different topics, but at the same time, you know, the way you bridge the gap, it makes it so much uh, easier to follow through and understand how there's a dependency on both of them, right? And and the inner workings is what makes a good leader, right? So totally, totally see that. So let, let me move on. on. On a personal note, I know you work really hard, and, but how do you manage to take time for yourself and what's important to you? You know, uh, we are taught as we grow up through corporate America, as we take on jobs, we take, you know, the, the importance of saying yes. And now don't get me wrong. It's really important to dive in and say yes, but it's just as important to say no. And uh, as I think about the things that I get involved in and the projects I work on, uh, to be honest, I would rather, in, uh, you know, again, and I'm going to sound like I'm beating a, a drum here, um, but I, I apply design thinking to how I uh, manage my personal life and manage balance. You know, I think about uh, what's important to me. Uh, I empathize with the people around me and what's important to them. Uh, I define uh, what that means exactly and what problems I'm trying to solve. And I have to, I have to remind myself, you know, and I, I work hard to, you know, I'll spend about 20 minutes of my, of my mornings staying organized and staying focused because it's very easy to continue to say yes and continue to take on more. But what ends up happening is we end up uh, uh, finishing 10% of a hundred things. And if we can learn to say no, because we want to say yes uh, to the things that are important, to the things that we've determined uh, need to get done, uh, I think 
all of us will, a will, we we just I know for me that works. Uh, it's the best advice I ever got is the 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 importance of no, or, or the value of of, of saying no, um, so that we can again say yes to the things that 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 are valuable. And for me, uh, it's what allows me to uh, work very hard and work on the things that matter. Uh, make sure that I I am uh, aligned with the constituents around me, whether that's you know, the, the CEO in my business or uh, my wife or my kids in my personal home, uh, personal life. Um, but it also makes sure that I'm getting things done and I feel good about it at the end of the day and that I'm not uh, losing out on that balance where I look back 10 years from now and I say, you know what, I built an amazing company, um, but I was never there for my kids. That's, that's the eventuality that, uh, that I try to avoid by, quite frankly, Saying no, I say no a lot. And that's interesting you said that because I think that the, the key piece is how do you balance that that yes and a no, right? And and that's that balancing act is what makes a, a a real leader, right, move forward in the right direction. Let me let me ask you this, you know, uh, coming back to the technology part, right? What opportunities do you see for leaders uh, as they take charge of their technology initiatives? Look, I think. You know, when you and I were were growing up in 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 going to school, technology was a was a different thing, right? It was a lot of it was you know, technology is the back office, it's a cost center, it's a necessary evil, if you will. I don't quite understand it, a non technology person would say, um, but I know I need it, right? Totally. Um, it's it's like taxes, right? Uh, and so now. Look around. Everybody's a technologist. My 11-year-old just got done, you know, with 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 R, uh, and is now doing Python. Um, and and uh, so, when we think about technology, uh, I think you and I grew up in an era where, if I understood how to code and I was a developer, I had an engineering background, that was my value. And as we look at the real value today in a digital age in an era where people are, have caught on and are speaking that language, uh, like my 11-year-old, um, the value uh, of a technologist is not in speaking that special language that nobody understands, but it's in bringing everything together in a way that solves problems. Okay? And so... I think a lot of technologists, a lot of us who've been in technology a long time, uh, we get caught up in this. We get caught up in this, like I am the center of knowledge, what I do. But if we can make that paradigm shift to I'm not the center of knowledge, knowledge is decentralized. But what I am the center of is uh, creating solutions. If we can shift from being uh, this center of specialized IT knowledge that a language that nobody understands to being the center of solutions where we're bringing together the CEO or the chief product officer, the chief technology officer, the chief sales officer, all of these people, and we can bring them together uh, to drive solutions, to drive that design thinking. That's where our value is going to be felt the most where we're now converting from being that necessary evil to that enabler of growth. 
And I think a lot of times that design thinking methodology and this decentralization of technology knowledge in account and sometimes a counterintuitive way will enable us to make that transformation, not just for ourselves, but for the organizations and the uh, companies and the ideas that we're trying to support. You know, it's interesting you say that. This kind of takes me back to one of the conversations I was having with a CIO, uh, which I worked for in the past uh, almost 12 years ago. And he was in my earlier show, and he had shared this idea of how you become the technology leader, especially in a big organization where you have so many different functions and you're trying to work through different business units. Um, and the idea is in order for them to be on board with you on a technology initiative is you work with them. You, you try to create this solution first approach and then the technology follows through. And, 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 and it's interesting, you, you kind of touched upon that, that exact point from a different angle, and it just makes so much sense that when you look back and say, okay, who are the, the real leaders who are making a difference in today's, you know, this technology-driven economy, and you see them clearly that, you know, these are the, the folks who are making a difference in their organizations or across the industry. And, and um, the key piece is making sure that you are working towards a solution versus getting gobbled up by this technology term, right? And, and, and it's a very distinct um, uh, kind of making sure that you understand the, the, the differentiation between the two in order for you to excel as, as a leader. So That's right. That's right. I yeah. think a lot of what, what, what uh, to me, what that means is it's, it's, almost more important to ask the right questions as it is to have the right answers. And as technology leaders, if we can ask those right questions, a lot of times that's 50, 60, 70% of the battle in transformation. Is this having those right questions and, and, and driving that kind of mission level alignment? You know, um, a lot of times when, when we, uh, you know, I, I love using this analogy. I think it resonates, uh, you know, if, if all you have is a hammer, all you're going to look for is nails. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if we can, if we can instead uh, check our toolkit at the door and say, all right, everybody, what is the problem we are trying to solve? And then determine what's the best path to take and what are the best tools. Uh, I, I think those are the leaders who are going to advance themselves, their companies, their causes uh, to the next steps, to the next level. Absolutely. So we, we covered quite a bit today. Uh, what is that one takeaway you would want to leave with us today? Great leadership starts with great listening skills. That if, if there's one thing that anybody gets from this podcast today, is, I would say it's the power of listening. Thank you so much, uh, Shabir, for sharing your thoughts with our listeners. Uh, so thank you again. You got it. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. Shabir shared some key points of transformational leadership 
including design learning and empathy. His key takeaway, great leadership begins with great listening skills. Join us next time when we talk about mass customization. We would love to hear from you. Continue the conversation by connecting with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Learn more about Innovative Solution Partners and schedule a free consultation by visiting isolutionpartners.com. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Information is in the show notes.